This episode is brought to you by The Thinkery in Austin, Texas. The Thinkery is where Austin's children and their families come to enjoy play-based, inquiry-rich, hands-on learning experiences. Thinkery's hands-on educational approach and interactive exhibits support the development of children's educational curiosity and social-emotional development. Their mission is to create innovative learning experiences that equip and inspire the next generation of creative problem solvers. In these current times, the Thinkery has taken into consideration social distancing, and they are currently open Thursday through Sunday each week for Path to Play, a 90-minute exhibit exploration experience that allows small groups to learn and play while maintaining proper social distancing and maintaining interaction with other guests. Check out their website at thinkeryaustin.org for tickets and available dates. But if you're still concerned about your health and safety, consider checking out their website as they have a lot of great videos and tools online for free. They also have an online store that you can purchase different activities for your children and family to enjoy. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Moon Tower Business Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Obell, and today we have Brian Maxwell, who is the CEO of Go Local. Brian, welcome. How are you doing? Great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Joseph. It's awesome. Yes, sir. Thanks for being here. Uh, Brian, um, I'd like to talk about Go Local, but before we do that, uh, why don't we just tell listeners a little bit about yourself, your, your background and professional experiences? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I'm I I don't know what, maybe what they might call a traditional ADD entrepreneur, uh, lifelong entrepreneur. Um, I've always dreamed about, you know, interest in starting companies, love just, uh, kind of the hustle and the grind. I, I actually grew up in Canada. Um, my, my mom's from Ohio, my dad's Canadian. So we've always been kind of a dual, dual citizen, but grew up in Canada, went to college in, in Canada in, in just outside Toronto, uh, started my first company right after I graduated from, from, from college and, uh, from a place called Queens university. And we, uh, I got involved. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I wanted to start a company. So we, uh, I actually worked on, I did, uh, uh, geology in school, which is a little bit odd, but I, uh, gave me the opportunity to work on the, uh, oil, uh, oil rigs for the uh, winter kind of during summer and uh, during college and pay for my college. So I worked on the oil rigs for three months, saved up enough money uh, to start my first company. So I paid off my student loans and started my first company right after I graduated. So um, yeah, we got my start in the renewable energy world, uh, built a solar company, um, got really lucky and sold that company within about nine months of starting it uh, for a decent exit. It was, it was a really cool experience. Was that in Canada or was that uh, in the U.S.? Yeah, that was in Canada, in in, in uh, Ontario. We we developed uh, large utility solar projects around the province. So we kind of we drove around and knocked on farmers' doors and found the locations. We had to like look up maps on where uh, the interconnection lines were and how we had to be close to within two miles of a substation and really kind of strategic. Um, and then it was a lot of sales. Like we probably talked to a thousand farmers in uh, in a few month period, wow. and uh, got lucky with kind of a government program that they had just started to call the Feed and Tariff Program, and we ended up selling, these were like hundred acre plots of land that we, that we uh, acquired, or we didn't acquire the land. We, we got options on leases to set up a solar project. And then we ended up filing paperwork and getting permits and then selling them uh, to a bigger company. So it was, it was cool. Yeah. It was a fun experience. Who knows? I, 
just found my way into it. Didn't even have a plan, just sort of, uh, you know, got in the game and one foot in front of the other. So that's how that worked. I, I know it's long-winded. I, I'm going from the start, but we're, uh, um, I found, ended up doing that again in Japan. I lived in Japan for three years and started another company in, uh, lived in Tokyo for, uh, yeah, for almost three years. Um, and we, we developed large projects over there as well and, uh, sold those off in 2017, 2018, um, just a few years ago. And we, uh, moved to Austin in 2015, actually, after, after leaving Tokyo and, um, been here ever since it's, it's one of the, uh, my favorite cities in the world. I think, uh, I love the culture here, love the people here. It's just such a fun, um, down to earth, positive and, you know, ambition, ambitious, but also, uh, you know, laid back type of place. And I knew this was home when I, when I settled here. So, um, that's, that's a bit about my background. I mean, kind of take, take where, uh, that's where I came from and then go local comes into the story about a year later. Very cool. That's super interesting. I, I'm curious. So like, I mean, I've started a few companies here in the United States and, and in Austin, and I, I'm familiar with the process, you know, filing with the Secretary of State, a, you know, LLC or an uh, Inc. Or, or you file something in Delaware. But can you talk just a little bit about uh, the kind of your experience in the process of starting a company in two different countries, in Canada and in Japan? And then maybe a little bit about what how what you experienced in, in like the investment world over there, like, uh, you know, venture capital, angels in, in those areas. Sure. Yeah. Um yeah, Canada was, uh, I mean, very similar process. They just call it a slightly different, you know, corporation and and they have passed through equivalent of LLCs. They're just called something else. Uh, very similar business environment. Both companies actually were not, we didn't have any funding. It was just, uh, we sort of originated and got um, uh, really kind of pulled a hat trick out by by using very little capital to, to do it. Um, so we can't really speak to, we didn't raise traditional VC funding. I remember when I first started the, yeah, the, um, uh, you know, we didn't know what we were doing at the start. It was all <laughs> chaos. Uh, when I went over to Japan, it was, it's a very similar, it's, it's interesting over there is uh, the business environment is, is very unique. Um, it's really hard to figure out, um, especially for foreigners. It's just very, uh, I mean, people do speak English. There's probably, you know, 50% of people in Tokyo speak English, but, but it's, it's, uh, it's very, it's not super easy to, um, to start a business there as a foreigner, but we, I found a partner, who were 50, 50 partners. And he's, he's an American guy who's lived there for 30 years. So he was a good kind of uh, bridge between, uh, between the cultures. Uh, they have different types of corporations over there that I had to learn about. It's called a GK instead of a C Corp. Uh, there's something called a KK and there's a few other structures um, that we had to kind of quickly learn about. Um, yeah. I should say international businesses like uh, Lots of taxes, lots of tax forms to fill out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I, I, the regulation is probably pretty different. And I've heard in Japan, uh, just bi business dealings generally are a little bit more formal. There's kind of a process and a culture. I, I was involved in a, a a merger that involved a Japanese company. And I remember like the person I was with uh, that we were dealing with, they said even there's a, there's a certain way you hand your business card to someone. It, it, it's yeah. kind of different. That's just really cool. Got it hold it with two hands and, right. and uh, be, be uh, polite about it and kind of treat it, you know, you're supposed to treat, treat it really well. It, it's a fascinating culture. I love Japan. I mean, they, they, it's, um, I, it's absolutely beautiful country, beautiful people. Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. They, uh, I, I really, really loved my time there and, and um, absolutely. I mean, I could go on for ages about it. <laughs> it's good. have a whole podcast just about Japan business if you want it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool place. And, 
um, doing business there. It's one thing to go as a tourist for a few weeks, but living there for, for three years and starting a company and hiring some employees and getting into the culture a little bit and doing deals and business and negotiations, and contracts and um, legal system and land land system. Um, I can, yeah, I could tell. I mean, this is maybe a tiny tidbit. I don't want to go too long here, but in Japan they have, um, we, we bought a golf course to put a solar project on and we were looking at acquiring it. And the land title system is interesting. It's so broken up. There's, there was like a thousand owners in one golf course where they had really, really small parcels of land. And I don't know the exact history of this, but I guess it's after World War II. They, they, uh, a lot of the big tracks of land were owned by the, comp- the big companies, Mitsubishi and the big corporations, and they gave them all to the villagers in the area. So they went and just sliced up the land in kind of haphazard manner and gave them to all the people who lived nearby. So it's a, it was an interesting thing to deal with that just kind of unique. You know, you had a thousand different people to sign when you uh, made a land transaction that's really cool man that's that's a cool yeah. you got to you got to uh do that over there in japan and in canada um so so you've been in austin for a while uh can you talk about just talk about how you got involved in and go local um how that all got started yeah absolutely so that's such a cool story uh go local for people who've been in austin for a while um started in 2008 and so before even my time you know way before i got here um, by a gentleman named Bob, Tush- Bob Tushak and his and his family, and it was a loyalty card. Uh, to uh, the whole mission was to encourage uh, people to frequent local businesses instead of the chain stores. And it was a, a membership card. It was like a yellow card uh, that you bought at local businesses, and it cost. I think it first it originally cost ten dollars, and then they raised it to fifteen dollars a few years later. But it's fifteen dollar card, and it got you deals, discounts, free stuff. Uh, at all participating businesses. And in 2011, I guess, I think it was their peak year, they had over, they'd sold over a hundred thousand cards. So they had over a hundred thousand members and there was almost 500 uh, businesses, over 500 businesses on the program. Um, so it was an extremely popular, um, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, loyalty program, I guess maybe is what you'd call it. Uh, and it really had a cult following, you know, I wasn't here then, but uh, fast forward a little bit. Um, what, what ended up happening is, is, uh, Quite tragically, Bob uh, passed away unexpectedly in 2012, and um, his family took over the business. And it just, it just, you know, it just lost momentum a little bit. The, you know, the, the transition to digital, and um, it just uh, ran out of steam. I think is the, the way. You know, their their family was absolutely terrific, and they're they're still, uh, you know, Gabby still lives here in Austin. They're they're absolutely wonderful. And I think Bob started something like the idea, the kernel there of helping local businesses and kind of creating that culture of people who love to support local is uh, an amazing mission. So my, my business partner and I, Chris, uh, he's our CTO. We were looking at um, in 2019, after I sold my solar companies, we were looking at things to do. And uh, you know, ADD entrepreneur that I am just said uh, we were toying with a similar idea. I think our working title was called neighborly club. And we were going to be like a, you know, neighborhood membership program. Like a, you know, is there some model where you can a Costco membership for local and uh, we were looking at maybe free shipping or, you know, things like this that, that we could do. And we kept hearing about Go Local. And was, oh, you guys are like the old Go Local program. Um, so we had built an app already. We quickly had built an app and we're kind of recruiting businesses. And we read into the, the mission and the history of Go Local and we decided it would be a good, you know, they were pretty much, it was apparent they would kind of not completely died out, but uh, were, were on the last legs. And so we approached the family and they were excited to give it new life and keep the mission alive with a more, you know, tech focused team. And, and, um, that's how we got that. So that's how it kind of came about. We acquired the brand and the membership uh, base and the, and the business, you know, businesses on the program. And, um, that, that happened in late 2019. So we spent, uh, last year totally uh, revamping the program. 
Very cool. So when you kind of acquired it, was it still kind of like in the in the form of a card? Was it was it already digital? It wasn't digital. I think they had an app at one point, but they they no, it was it was just a card. They were still selling cards. Um, and there were still about maybe 20 businesses that were on the program and uh, you know, maybe like 30,000 card holders or something in, in 2019 um, uh, you know, rough numbers like that. And, and uh, yeah, so we, we took that, you know, the car, you know, the, yeah, the, the participants of the program. And, and uh, so we built the app that was us and, and transitioned the branding over and rebranded and kind of uh, relaunched, you know, I think it was a relaunch is the, is the way to say it. Uh, we spent last year kind of in the middle of COVID just recruiting new businesses to the program and getting it fired up. So since we took over, we now have uh, 450 businesses on the program. Um, oh, wow. uh, and, and we're now up to, so now it's a, it's a digital membership. So you, you pay through the, uh, through the app. Uh, it's $20 a year and you get, yeah, you get access every time you visit one of the businesses, you, uh, you get a free, free item. I mean, we have a lot of places that give free queso or a free appetizer or free dessert, free, free drink. Um, you get some, you get 10% off at, uh, the garden shop, great outdoors and, and garden 17 are two garden shops. You get, um, $10 off any purchase over $50. Like there's some serious, serious, uh, rewards on, on the program. And uh, it's really exciting. I mean, the whole mission, people love the mission of, and we love it. You know, I love it. This is why I'm doing it. Uh, helping local business owners and helping people really building that shop local movement, you know, should be the first choice. Let's check out the go local app and see where we can go local instead of, you know, Chili's. Absolutely. I mean, that, and that's more important right now than more than ever uh, because of what's going on with the coronavirus. Um, so I, I, I hats off to you for doing that. That's really cool. So, I mean, I, I've heard of that program a while back and, uh, and I hadn't really kind of seen where it was going, but, uh, it's interesting. So when you took it over, um, like, I guess all the exist existing members at that time, when it was just a card, did, did you have to reach out to them and say, Hey, listen, we're now we're going to have an app and now we're going to have a website and it's all going to be digital going forward. And like, I guess, what kind of feedback did you get from, from, uh, clients or customers at that time? Yeah, we had, so it was interesting. We, we didn't actually, they, most of their cards were sold through the retailers. So the model okay. was they, the business would wholesale the cards to the businesses um, and they would sell them to their customers. So there actually wasn't, we didn't actually have much information on our card holders because uh, it was sort of, you know, there was, there was, there were a few um, thousand people who, who um, have automatic, you know, order through, through the web at one point. So we, we kept sending them cards. Actually, my wife helped out and she would like write a nice little note. And we had some residual cards. Cause we tried to, we tried a few, we said, Hey, we're going to go to an app. But um, a lot of the people uh, didn't, didn't like that. Our original customers, uh, you know, they were um, old timers, let's say that just loved their goal local card. And they, so we kept sending them and we actually still are sending, sending some cards out to, to our uh, legacy, we call them legacy, legacy customers. Cause there's such a strong, there's only about a thousand, you know, people uh, left, but, and we're about to transition them. Um, going to give them a free year to the new program and thank them for being longtime members. So uh, yeah, there was a little bit of pushback, but it was, uh, it was small. You know, I think, I think people are ready for the, uh, the, the, you know, the convenience of having it in your phone and just be seeing the list right there and having a map and having, uh, you know, the, it all uh, searchable and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of benefits to having it in your phone as well. Very nice. So I, I, I uh, checked out the website um, can you talk a little bit about the, the different types of businesses you have? I know I saw some restaurants on there, but what other kind of businesses do you have, uh, that are part of the program? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the number one requirement to being a business on Go Local is you have to be locally owned. And that's our, that's kind of our, you know, our, our big, uh, and we define that as at least 51% owned by somebody who lives, you know, locally. We don't usually run into 
you know, odd of sec, you know, exceptions, but uh, you know, you got to live in the community. I think that's, you know, that's, that's our, that's our general rule in terms of the types of businesses. Yeah. Restaurants are a lot of them. I think maybe it's like 30% or 40% are restaurants. We have uh, our garden stores are really popular. The great outdoors on South Congress and garden 17. Um, we have uh, tailors like Ace tailors. Uh, we have um, some uh, uh, pet stores. Uh, Paws on Chacon is an East side locally owned pet store really, really popular place. He does like Froyo for the dogs, dog Froyo, kind of cool. Um, you know, there's, uh, yeah, there's some, some retail stores on South Congress that we have. Um, there's a bunch of classes, there's things, uh, there's some activities, there's some, uh, uh, museums and there's some, um, there's like Battleground Ranch, which is a new business that just opened up. That's like a virtual, uh, shoot em up game kind of thing. Um, obviously, you know, fake guns and everything, but, uh, um, yeah, there's a, there's a wide range of, of things, uh, activities and stores and restaurants. Nice. So, I mean, I guess when you, when you talk to these different business, local businesses, do you just kind of visit with them and just see what, what kind of uh, reward makes sense for them to be part of the program? Yeah, absolutely. We don't, we don't like to push a reward what we want to, uh, on them or make them do 10% or make them do something that's going to kill their margin. It's not supposed to be something that we actually have it when we pitch them, we say, this should be something that you would be happy to give your regular customers. So the idea is to encourage uh, repeat business. You know, it's like your neighborhood, what's a reward that you would give, you know, Joe, the neighbor who comes every single day of the week to your, to your establishment. So that's a free cookie or a free, you know, that's the idea. And it's, and it shouldn't be something that breaks the bank. It should be something that rewards, uh, you know, you're, you're doing a good deed for your neighbors um, who are doing a good deed for you and choosing, you know, choosing you over the chain store. So that's what we tell them. So, and we let them change it if it doesn't work or if it's being used too much, you know, we'll, we'll, we let them adjust it periodically. So yeah, we're very flexible on the rewards. We just, we really want it to be uh, used every time and um, uh, uh, or being able to use every time and, um, and something that doesn't, that helps them out, helps their business. Gotcha. Do you have businesses that, that actually just reach out to you and say, Hey, how do we become part of this program? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we have cold outreach for sure. Uh, people do want to want to get involved, especially more recently as we've been starting, uh, you know, we've been growing our Instagram and social accounts and really doing a lot of outreach and, and, um, and now with, uh, we're marketing more on the member side and getting more members, members. And, you know, it's, uh, we spent the summer last summer really getting new businesses and now, uh, we're, we're recruiting a lot on the member side. Nice. So does it, does it uh, only encompass um, like Austin proper or does it go into like, you know, surrounding areas like maybe like Pflugerville or, or other cities in the area? Yeah, we've stretched out a little bit. We have some out in, uh, out in uh, Lakeway. There's some businesses out there, some sushi places. It's less dense obviously, but there's, there is. And then we've gone North up to Leander Cedar park. Um, there's uh, glorious cafe is a very popular cafe up there. Um, in, in, uh, Cedar park, I, I believe somewhere in near there. So yeah, there we're, we're definitely expanding and then actually starting February 1st, uh, we're expanding to San Antonio, which is exciting. Oh wow! So we're going to be moving, trying out a new city. Yeah. So we're, we're full steam ahead. And, and, um, I mean, our vision is to, is to take it uh, nationwide. We're, we're, uh, we really love the mission and the model and, uh, um, everything about, about it. So we're, we're, we're keen on expanding. That's awesome. I was going to ask that. I mean, I, I think it makes sense and it would be, be great to, you know, all over the country to, to be able to do this. Um, that kind of leads into my next question. Are, have you seen any similar uh, uh, kind of offerings out there? I mean, we compete with, uh, there's definitely loyalty programs, you know, and uh, there's, you know, five stars and there's things that, you know, when you type your phone number in at, at these rest, at these businesses and, and um, 
uh, you know, Square has uh, Square has one an offering, and th- there's various ones like that, that that we compete with. But we like to say we're not really just you know we're not a loyalty program necessarily, or just a loyalty program. Um, we're 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 a community of people who love supporting local, and it's like about banding together to fight the you know fight the big guys and fight Amazon and fight the chains, and uh, that's really what you know resonates in in our mission. Um, as far as you know, another program that does exactly what we do. I, I've yet to. I'm sure they might exist. I, I haven't. I don't do spend a lot of time searching. They might exist in other other cities. I know there's some nonprofit ones that that exist in different cities around the country, um, or you know, community groups and things like that. But this is a real. The the other thing I should say is we we like to um, uh, uh, get our businesses involved by so. I guess back up a little bit. Our business model is pretty interesting because we do, we don't have to charge the businesses so much. Those other loyalty programs charge quite a bit, several hundred dollars a month um, because that's all they charge is the businesses and it's free, free for the consumers. We actually like to charge the businesses less and um, also uh, rev share with them. So when they refer a new member to go local, uh, we split the money with them. That $20 a year goes to the business. 10 of it goes to the business. And then if the business chooses, we actually enroll their employees in the in the rewards program too. So the employee it, uh, individually gets a code, it gets a referral code. And that employee gets $5 out of the, uh, out of the, out of the $20 and the business gets $5 and a lot of almost 90% of businesses enroll their employees. And so we see it as another cool way to help uh, the frontline employees, you know, our hard, you know, these people struggling with COVID and shutdowns and, you know, uh, you know, waiters and everybody in the community to kind of get involved and help spreading the message as well. And we've had a lot of success with that. Some of, some of our uh, employee ambassadors, as we call them are, you know, make a few hundred extra dollars a week from it. Uh, So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, pretty excited about that. So yeah, we're really trying to do like a win-win-win and in the process build a community that's uh that's you know p- hopefully eventually a very powerful uh force in in helping local win. Absolutely, no doubt that that's awesome that you guys are doing that. Um you know, a lot of a lot of local businesses are struggling right now because of the restrictions uh with COVID-19 and I I assume that this program is really helping some of these businesses out attracting your user base to go and, and, uh, be a patron. Uh, have you heard some stories about that recently? Yeah. I mean, it's so much, it's so great to hear. We have, a we have a, uh, well, an internal Slack channel where it's like positive, you know, positive news. And, and, uh, we hear something every day from, you know, I talk to a lot of business owners. I talk, try to talk to a lot of people and yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's uh, it was a slow start during COVID and, you know, a lot of our model was, is around people visiting in person to go into these stores and hearing about it and seeing the signs. And, and obviously that's been slowed. You know, we think it's maybe at least, you know, 50% capacity at a lot of places, especially restaurants. Um, but uh, despite that, you know, we've managed to, to grow and I, I, we got an amazing team that that's helping, you know, helping us do that. Um, but yeah, we're really starting to hear that news come in and, and um you know, we have two, two, two parts of it. One is the legacy brand, people who like you maybe have uh, previously heard of it or used to have a card and hear us about it again and say, wow, I'm so glad you guys are back. This is amazing. This is awesome. Uh, there's a kind of a residual, um, you know, a cult, like a cult following that, that loved, loves what we do and what we're trying to do, which is super, I love hearing that stuff, you know? Um, and then, yeah, we hear from business owners like, oh, wow. Yeah. I got, you know, five new people this week who are go local member found us on go local. Um, you know, come to our store, like, sweet. That's, that's awesome. That's glorious to hear. And, you know, as we grow the network, that's what, that's what we're trying to do is make it uh, just a kind of, you know, win, win, win for everybody that $20 a year. I mean, you know, it, it is, it is, we are charging a consumer side, but you know, not only does the business get half of it, it's an incentive now for you to use it more often 
because you can, it can pay for itself in two visits. I mean, there's places where you save $10, a free appetizer, you know, you get free queso. And I think, I think we have like seven, eight spots, hula hut, you get free queso, you know, uh, free nachos at El Arroyo. Like you get a lot of stuff. Uh, so it can pay for itself very, very quickly. And then for the rest of the year, you have your incentive, like visit locally, you get free stuff. It's dope. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, so, so how does, how does it work? Like, I guess, can you give an example? Like say you go to a restaurant and, and I'm part of this program and I have the app and I'm going to order something, I'm going to order pizza and, I, and, and it comes with an appetizer or something. Do, do I show like a barcode or something to the, the wait, waiter or waitress? Yeah. So we actually have a, um, uh, when you open the app, we have tra- uh, like a, you know, knows your location. So we know you're in that business or near that business and we have a check-in feature. So it's basically a swipe and then you show your card, your digital card. So if you're not a member, it, it won't show your digital membership card and the employees are all trained to look for your digital membership card. So it's not a, it's not a perfect, uh, you know, it's a, let's say it's an honor system, but like they're supposed to check and not give you the reward if you don't have a card. Um, but we're not quite, we didn't want to do expensive hardware. That's why, again, why we keep the cost low because we didn't want to have to give the, the store owners like, you know, more hardware to hook up to their POS and link it all together. It's just, it, you know, it, it checks and we have a little animation on the card so that, it's, you know, it's hard to, harder to, to copy. It's a, it's a, it's a little bit of an honor system, but um, you know, I've, I've yet to hear people, you know, trying to, trying to hack it. So cool, cool, cool. that's how it works. It's it, Yeah. And I will add to that too. When, when you, uh, when you check in at the, at the business um, you can also, you're also sort of entered and volunteer, but you're entered to, to be uh, uh, get additional deals from them. Like when they do one-time specials and things like, Hey, when, you know, if you're a patron of Hula Hut, they'll occasionally, you know, do a little additional reward and, and shoot you a push notification or an email saying like, Hey, come back, come back again and get another free, you know, free drink or whatever it is. So kind of a cool, cool added feature. Very nice. Um, so how, how are you getting the word out right now? How, how are you marketing the the business? Yeah, good question. We're, we're trying a lot of different things. Um, we are doing it. We have done a big push on uh, Instagram. Uh, we have social, social marketing, um, we gave away some tickets to Dave Chappelle a few last, last month. That was kind of a big hit. Uh, so a lot of people kind of just spreading the word that way. And then really it's, it's, I mean, our main channel is, uh, people who walk into the businesses that are on our program. You know, we have about 400 employees around town that are, uh, um, or maybe more than that now, 600, yeah, 600 employees, like people who work at these businesses that have promo codes and they're incentivized to, you know, tell everybody who walks in like, Hey, do you want a free dessert today? Or do you want $10 off? Um, anybody at the great outdoors who's spending more than $50, you know, they're, they're, they're probably being pitched. Uh, do you want to join go local and save $10 today? So that's, that's really our, uh, our main kind of word of mouth, word of mouth message. And then we're going to be trying we're experimenting with different, um, uh, um, door hangers and, and, you know, flyers and, uh, and brand ambassadors out on the streets. We've run a few events that are kind of fun on South Congress. So all, all of the above, lots of, uh, oh, we, we're going to do a big, this is going to be sweet. We're going to do a huge, uh, calling it local fest. As soon as things reopen, we're planning it, you know, hopefully the summer, we'll see if this vaccine comes out, but, uh, big party, um, at, a uh, where all our business partners will come and almost like live music and, uh, you know, a celebration of all, all things local. So going to call it local fest. So that's cool, man. We, we got to stay in touch so, so we can kind of talk about it on the podcast and get uh, listeners to check it out and go out there. I love it. Let's do it. Sounds great. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I guess, uh, so what, what do you say, you know, you've been, you've been working on this business since two, 2019, right? Yeah. End of 2019, we, we, uh, we, we took over the business. Yeah. October. 
Gotcha. What, what do you, what would you say has been, I guess your biggest challenge so far in the business and what's been your, what's been your biggest success so far? Yeah, good question. Um, there's, there's lots of, uh, lots of little challenges. I mean, challenges are just part of entrepreneurship. I think you just uh, gotta, it's like part of the game, you know, you gotta face it one, one after the other. It's like problem solving, problem solving. Um, I, uh, I'm really happy with, I mean, we, we have a, an amazing group of, uh, largely sale. I mean, it's a sales and, and marketing game. You know, what we're doing, we're recruiting businesses to join our program. And, uh, you know, that was step one. We wanted to get our business count back up so we could have a lot of value in the membership. Um, so that when you paid that $20 a year, you're definitely getting your money's worth. So that's why we invested in the, you know, from like, we really hired our sales team in about May last year. Um, we spent the first few months building the app and the product, and then we hired a sales team in May. And then the last like six, eight months of 20, uh, 2020, we just, yeah, added, uh, over 300 businesses, um, 350, almost 400. Yeah. So we, uh, uh, and now the big challenge is getting the word out to members. I mean, we, we want people to join. Um, I think, uh, it's definitely increasing. I mean, we're growing pretty fast, but can always grow faster. I think we can always do better. So that's the new challenge now. Marketing ideas. I mean, we're, we're trying a bunch of different things and seeing conversion and measuring, kind of taking an analytical approach to, uh, to, to that, which is, which is cool to see. Um, uh, so that's probably our biggest challenge now. Yeah. Getting, getting the word out. And then uh, on the member side, we've had a lot about, of success on the business side. Yeah. And, and what do you, what would you say is your biggest uh, success so far? I'd say sales on the business side. I mean, we, we hired um, um, uh, a, a really talented sales leader, who, and then we have four, four, uh, sales staff who, 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 uh, both call and visit and reach out to businesses, um, every day. And they're all, they're all hustling. It's, it's great to, to hear. And, you know, every now and then I'll do it too. get out and this, you know, go just walk around and talk to business owners and try and get them on the program, tell them about, you know, what we're trying to do and spread the word. So that's, that's, it's uh it's a constant, you know, battle. It's not a battle. It's fun. You know, we're talking to try to spread this, this great mission, uh, but that's where we've had a lot of success. I think, you know, 400 businesses joining now we have 456, I think as of, as of yesterday. So uh, there's, there's some, yeah, lots of, lots of great, great businesses on the program now. That's awesome, man. And um, if, if you're able to talk about it, are, are you, do you plan to be uh, raising funds in the future or are you going to just keep it? I don't know. Is it self-funded? Yeah. So it's self-funded right now. Uh, we, we are definitely uh, it's, it's in our roadmap for sure. We want to uh, you know, I think, when we start scaling, really turning on, we're really like testing all our systems and building out things in Austin, but we're going to need, um, yeah, I, we are short answer is uh, we're definitely gonna be looking at it. No, no announcements yet, but, uh, I think, uh, you should, I can come back on the program maybe in, in a year and we can talk more about it. Absolutely, man. And that's, that's, that's <laughs> awesome to hear. You got over 400 businesses in Austin and it just, you know, like, like I told you earlier, the goal of, of our podcast is to, to kind of highlight, uh, different businesses here. And it's just, it's crazy to see the the number that are out there. I mean, there's, there's so many uh, great companies, uh, businesses and entrepreneurs in the city. Uh, and it's cool that you're, you're working with, with a lot of them. Um, yeah. That's, that's so cool. You're doing this podcast. Cause that's, I mean, that's one thing that I've learned through this is like every one of those businesses, not only is like, you know, a local favorite or there's a story behind it. You know, there's people who, who, uh, you know, I think there's a, a cool stat. I, it was like 40, you know, 43% or 48% of local businesses are, are uh, either, you know, first generation or new immigrants starting them. It's kind of the, the a lot of it is like path to the American dream. Uh, it's, it's uh, people who 
sometimes quit their high profile jobs and want to do something small and like run, you know, run a cool business in their neighborhood. It's a whole mix of different cool stories of uh, entrepreneurs that are, you know, that are really like helping their communities, I think in the, in a very real sense. So uh, it's, it's great that, I mean, I'm really happy to be on this podcast, obviously. And uh, it's great to, you know, you guys are kind of highlighting that, that element too. And that's what we really try and do as well. Appreciate it. Yeah. It never gets old to hear people's stories and, and where they yeah. come from and where, where, where they've grown their business to and where they're going. So appreciate it. Um, I guess in closing here, a couple final questions for you. You're, you're a serial entrepreneur. You, you've started companies in, in different countries. Um, what, what kind of advice would you give to a young entrepreneur just getting started, maybe launching a startup here in Austin? And then the final question, which might be challenging because of, especially because of the program you have, uh, is what is your favorite restaurant in Austin? Yeah, yeah that's a trick. I'd be careful there. We, we, uh, got so <laughs> many, so many good business restaurants on go local. Um, we, uh, uh, yeah, the first question advice. Okay. okay so this, I don't know, I'm still just getting started. So I never want to be the guy who like gives advice, but I have started three companies and they've been, we'll see how go local does, but the first two were successful. So I, I would say, um, entrepreneurship is, is a combination and it's a subtle combination of persistence and flexibility, because I will say like 95% of my ideas are absolute horrible and they suck and you get excited about something and then you gotta, and then you gotta like, ah, maybe that was a horrible idea, but there's kernels in there and you don't really know, you have to like find your way. You have to, each business I started, you started in a little different area and then you kind of like evolve and you have to listen to customers. You got to listen to feedback. You got to find your messaging. You got to like narrow, often it's narrowing down your target. Who is it for? Um, you know, there's all this kind of evolution that happens after you're in the game. Um, so don't be scared of that and be flexible, but then also there's times where you have to be persistent and uh, you know, and hustle it out and just grind. Um, so it, it's that art of, uh, of, of that combination is, is, uh, is something I like to say, I, I, I'm, I'm always, uh, advised against being too stuck to your original idea and like, this is it, but then also, you know, you also got to stay, stay in the game, stay in the game and don't, don't lose heart because, uh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an adventure and it's a going on an exploration, you know, you're, you're finding your path. I couldn't agree more, man. That that's great advice. Not for the cool. tougher question. Uh, <laughs> try to get out of it. No, I'm actually going to choose. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to choose one that's not in Go Local because they haven't joined yet, but we're working on them. One in a million. I, I lived in the east, on the east side for a while. One in a million is my favorite breakfast spot. Uh, we used to go there all the time and get the Don Juan and the what, Con Queso breakfast. That place is awesome. And, you know, the owner stands up, shakes your hand and walks in and it's a definition of a great local business. We'll get them on Go Local soon, but uh, they're, they're, uh, yeah, that was like my neighborhood spot for several years. So that's a good choice. Is a Don Juan that that giant burrito or taco that they have? Yeah, yeah. It's like that's a good one. A mound of eggs and potatoes and cheese. It's like that's five pounds for like <laughs> five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Hey, listen, well, well, well. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, loved hearing about Go Local. I encourage listeners uh, to check out the website and the app. If you're a business, reach out, I guess, to to uh, go local to to, uh, to talk about being part of the program. And if you're uh, a consumer, check it out and uh, look at all the different Actually, we'll, we have. we'll have a, um, I, maybe I'll do a special. Can we do a special for your, for your listeners? Whoever wants to try go local, we have a code. Uh, if you use code support local, uh, support local on our checkout or in the app, uh, you get your first year to go local free. So no reason not to try it out. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, 
yeah, check it out and uh, be part of the program. It's, it's good stuff. You're supporting local businesses. Uh, and that's very important, especially during this time uh, when, when businesses are struggling. So uh, again, Absolutely. Brian, thanks so much for being on the podcast and uh, hope to have you back on again. Thanks so much, Joseph. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me.